Welcome to the City on a Hill podcast. City on a Hill is the young adult Catholic ministry in Kansas City. Our mission is to be the community that inspires and forms our generation to be saints. We hope that this episode can offer some inspiration to your life as well as give you a glimpse into our community. Welcome to the City on a Hill podcast. My name is Father Andrew Mattingly. I'm director of City on a Hill. This is our second episode ever, although actually I don't know if it'll be the second. We may mix up the order. We're stuck to it, Father. Who knows? Well, (laughs) even if it isn't the second, whatever, we're still... It's the second for us. Still do it. Yeah, great. Second recording. There we go. Maybe not the second release. Good distinction. Uh, very happy to be here with Colin and Elizabeth Connor, um, a young married couple from our community, and with Dane, my wonderful assistant director for City on a Hill. Um, so yeah, maybe before we get rolling into stories, just sort of each share a little highlight from our week. Maybe something mm-hmm. something we saw the Lord do in someone else's life, something something we saw him do in our life. I'll let you go first then. Sure. I'll start us off. Yeah. So earlier this week, I had a task that I had found um, in the in the circumstance of a cement floor, subfloor. And it was one of those things like I actually didn't have the grace to to do that task. I, I mean, that, that might sound ridiculous, but it was like, this is beyond my reach. And it just felt this prompting to call, call someone in particular, Horatio. And he answered on the second ring and I gave him the full freedom to say, this is terrible. I'm not helping you. No way. And he responded so joyfully and said, yeah, I'll be there to help you and Kurt in the next three hours. And in three hours time, the whole thing was done. And it was just something that. It was like smashing concrete. Smashing concrete out of a house, (laughs) three inches thick. it. It was amazing. And it was done, cleaned up everything ready to lay down a new wooden subfloor underneath the new hardwoods in three hours. I mean, it was just this mm-hmm. providence in such a, I was going to say concrete uh-huh, way. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a little slip there. But it was, Kurt, I knew could handle it. I didn't know that I could help him. And mm-hmm. just to have somebody step right in and so willingly and, and joyfully was just a, such a gift. So it was a real high for the week. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. Horatio. He's, he's an awesome guy at the same time, like, I have to say, if you were to call most random men and ask if they would come and like smash concrete, they would probably, they would probably say yes. yes. You'd probably not have been there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Touche. Yeah. 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 But that being said, Horatio's awesome. So. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. that was my high. Yeah. What about you guys? You've been up to. I have a lot of stories I'm thinking of, actually. Yeah. Um,. I guess I'll go with the mo- most recent one today. Um, I was just studying all day and bored out of my mind, like falling asleep in my chair. And this guy that I met, I helped him with his car the other day, hmm. um, which subsequently after I helped him broke down more more times <laughs> and it is still Aww. stuck here in Kansas City. And so he went back home for a little bit and now he's back in Kansas City trying to fix his car. Um, and so he just texted me last night and was like, hey, you want to meet up again and i was like sure why not <laughs> um, this is some guy you met like on the side of the highway or something? yeah, yeah oh, he, wow. he broke down like right outside of my complex wow. and so um wow i went and talked to him and we like 
yeah, got to talk about Jesus and he got to tell me kind of like his life story. He's had a pretty tough life and yeah, just got to share like a little Taco Bell meal together and sit <laughs> on the curb and uh, talk to him. And so that was just like such a great joy. And he, yeah. he said he really felt like God was like working through me, through me the other day. And so that was just like, I don't know, um, reassurance that the Lord is like working in my life, even when I can't always notice it. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He told Colin that when Colin said adoration, his heart fluttered. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, this is probably a better story than my testimony. (laughs) Let's just end here. But uh, I told him kind of about like the Catholic faith because he's Baptist and he's kind of young in his faith life. Um, But yeah, I was telling him about adoration. He was like, "When when you kept saying adoration, my heart just like fluttered. And he like couldn't kind of put words to why it did. He was just like, something wow. about that wow where's you so, where's you from he lives in warrensburg okay so okay um but hopefully maybe i, I invited him to mass this weekend so maybe you'll meet him sweet, <laughs> sweet. this is so cool the whole <laughs> listener community is gonna yeah. be waiting for a story <laughs> we'll follow up soon we won't say his name yeah. <laughs> right he, right right what's he gonna be wearing like what's his name like yeah uh, 300 people are gonna what car does he what model make here <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, that's man. That's outstanding. That's great. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Elizabeth, what's been up with you? Um, So nothing like, you know, not one moment, but this week was the last week that I had oriented um, mm. someone onto the unit. So a new hire and um, had pretty much taught her the ins and the outs, and it's lasted about three months. Um, so just really beautiful to, to kind of see her like um, – not need me anymore and sort of feel like um uh, a mother to her and in some way and um we've we've talked a lot about the church and um Hmm. sort of her her past and and my like love for this parish and so it was just a good way for me to kind of bring it into the light in a very casual way (laughs) um so yeah she's she's on her own and um she works with me next week, and we're just like working together now. So, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> nice. And you're a nurse, just for our listeners. Yeah. Right, nurse at a yep. gigantic hospital in town. So. <laughs> yes. Awesome. That's great. That's great. Father, what about you? Yeah. Uh, me. Uh, highlight from the week. Um, and just today, I talked on the phone in the afternoon with someone who I hadn't connected with for like 10 years. Wow. Oh, man. wow. And that was a real joy. Someone that I had kind of admired. He's 10 or 15 years older than me, and I had hmm. kind of admired him very early on in my time in seminary, hmm. just as um, not a priest, he's a married man, but just as a model of, hmm. of kind of, I think, humility and um, wisdom in particular. That's something I'm always very attracted to is, is someone who um, sees things accurately you know like mm. sees sees things as god would see them which mm-hmm. is sort of part and parcel of of what it means to be wise and, and so yeah. it was it was really kind of cool to like have a 30 minute conversation with them after 10 years of not having mm. chatted and just kind of wow. like see how uh yeah how, how things have gone in his life and some challenges he's had and challenges i've had and we just sort of shared some stories and stuff so it was good it's great mm. That's really what prompted that, Father. 
I'd called him to ask his advice on something hmm. actually, and uh, and he provided good sound advice as I expected. <laughs> um, and in the midst of it, yeah, we just got to chatting about oh, just oh, updates and things and cool. how life is. So yeah. that's great. But um, good, yeah. Well, thus endeth our introductory banter. And uh, now for the uh, now for the uh, main smooth transition main, main event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know which of you wants to start, but basically, just what's your your story of your walk with the Lord? And you know, do rock paper scissors? But, uh, Okay. okay, Colin. Yeah, I'll, I can go first. Yeah, my walk with the Lord, that's the Dude, yeah. That's the question. Let's hear your life story, man. man that's what this podcast is all about. Sit up straight for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have to just start way back when uh, when I was born to my great parents. Um, I luckily uh, was baptized when I was, like, was an infant in the Catholic Church. My dad was raised Catholic, and so I think that's just something he really wanted to do. And my mom was Presbyterian, but um, they decided to have me baptized. And so I really uh, praise the Lord for that and look back on that and how that's like given me the graces throughout my life, um, as you'll kind of hear. But yeah, I was baptized. And then the next... I obviously didn't remember that, but the next like significant <laughs> thing in my life, um, which I, I also don't remember uh, that well, is when I lost my mom, um, I was four years old um, and she was struggling with breast cancer and, and passed away. Um, and I think that was kind of the start of my life. I think probably from all of that, I didn't have a lot of memories uh, before that because of that event. Um, and so... Yeah, from there, um, I had a pretty normal childhood. Otherwise, um, grew up, and it was just me and my dad. I'm an only child. Um, <laughs> so few Catholics get that. Call it. Thank I know. You. <laughs> I feel so known in that. <laughs> and yeah, me and my dad um, got along well, and things were great growing up. Like I, I couldn't have asked for a more like supportive father who was there for me. Um, like with school and sports and anything I wanted to do. But, um, of course with his wife passing away, um, that like really, really hurt him, um, in a lot of ways. And I think he just really never had anybody to talk to about that. And so, yeah, he just had a lot of of pain from that. He was really angry. Um, and so sometimes he would get, you know, really, angry with me or with other things, just really frustrated with things. Um, he would also, uh, I think he just felt like he didn't do something, uh, well enough in that moment with my mom. Um, so he had a lot of like insecurity from that Hmm. and just like self doubt and kind of, um, I don't know, uh, just really didn't, didn't like himself in some ways. Um, he felt like he didn't do enough or he wasn't going to do enough to raise me right or things like that. Mm. And so I think a lot of that, um, just naturally in no way, his fault just kind of got imprinted on me as well. Like that's what I saw growing up and 
Um, and I think those things were kind of inside me as well, mm-hmm. unknowingly from my mother's passing. So yeah, that, that was kind of my childhood. Um, none of this is really cognizant as I'm growing up. I'm just yeah. living my, my yeah. uh, young life mm-hmm. and enjoying all the sports that I'm doing and not growing up really with, with any faith in my life. Um, after that, my dad was, you know, kind of done with anything that had to do with the faith. And so, um, I, I, yeah, I was like involved really in the world and like doing well at school and doing well at sports. And those were kind of my goals and making my dad happy. Um, and then my, my grandma started taking me to a Presbyterian church in like middle school at some time, went to Presbyterian church, didn't particularly get a lot out of that. Um, I had friends there. We would hang out on Wednesday nights and Sundays. (laughs) Um, but I really, I never felt this like connection with the church and especially not with the Lord. I I never Mm -hmm. had like a prayer life. Um, didn't, I don't think that was really taught to me either. Um, but I, I learned moral, like good moral teaching there. I, um, it was, it was good to go there and, and to have those, um, people in my life and to, to hear the stories of Christianity. Um, but it, it just really wasn't something that was like a heart level for me, um, or like a relationship with Jesus. And so did that going through high school, um, at which point I was just starting to actually deal with like some of those struggles, uh, from my mom passing, like I was starting to like be cognizant of them and work through them and realized like this bad thing happened, but I really want to make something good of it. You know, this, I, I don't believe in God at this point, but like this bad thing happened, but there has to be something good in this. Hmm. Um, and I think that's some of those graces from like yeah. my baptism coming, coming through there. Um, so I would just look for like the good in everything. And I was a very like joy filled person and happy go lucky. Um, just loved hanging out with people, uh, being an only child. I just like, I love, I, f- I found my like comfort in, in just being with other people all the time mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of pleasing them too. And so that's where I'm at going to college. Um, I go to Emporia State and I'm out on my own finally. And religion, yeah, really doesn't have uh, a part in my life. So I stopped going to church, kind of like think of other religions too. I like even learned a little bit about like Buddhism or Hinduism or something and went to some different Protestant <laughs> churches. I, I just like learning about things. I was going to say a seeking soul. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was something, something there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, college, it really, I think started to weigh on me that I was putting this like joyful self out to the world and, uh, inside, or and other people like saw that too and would, would name it to me and mm. affirm me and be like, you're such a nice person. You're such a good mm. person. You're so smart and work so hard. Um, but I think I started to realize that like, I don't know if I really believe those things about myself and those like insecurities in myself started to come out. Like uh, I would get, I got super angry at some friends uh, in college with just like some little things that would like tip me over the edge and I would just like lose it. Um, and, and people I feel like didn't know that or just decided to like look past that. Or for me, I, I knew I didn't study the hardest. It was like very natural for me to just get good grades and, 
I wasn't always a nice person. Like I had these like, like just thoughts about things that I, I knew weren't, weren't good. Um, and so I started to feel this like split of myself. Like people told me I was this one thing and I felt very insecure and, and like none of that was true. And and I think I was scrupulous too. I was like very hard on myself as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of the beginning of college. Um, I'm also just living not, not the best life. I've really extended my seeking uh, for comfort into like, uh, relationships with women and just like having lots uh, of those relationships and doing it just out of this like selfish place um, and ended up like hurting a lot of people as well um, which still kind of like eats at me a little bit um, but then the end of my freshman year I had been going to some different churches you know just interested <laughs> and my friend was like hey do you want to come to uh, the Diddy Center, our, our Catholic campus center. And I was like, why not? I'm like learning about all these other things. So I go to mass and when I walk in, uh, the church was like darker. It was quieter. Um, <laughs> people were kneeling. Like there was like uh, these outward signs of like, kind of like this, this serious seriousness to the mass mm-hmm. and to the <laughs> church and to the place. Um and yeah, that kind of really struck me. The mass was like very solemn and serious, uh, which was like the opposite of what I had been seeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I knew that at the time, but it really stuck with me. So over the next like two years, I would just go to mass randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'll just go to mass today. And I'd go by myself a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> a baptismal grace. Man. Yeah, it just kept flowing. <laughs> yeah. And... And so, um, going into my junior year, that when, when you became a freshman at Emporia State, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my junior year, I, I started to meet like a lot of really wonderful people, um, had good friends that were Catholic and like, um, I met Elizabeth, there was a great priest, Father Nick Blaha at Emporia State that Mm -hmm. I was starting to like get to know. And I was like, I really like these people and they really have something um, joyful, but also serious about them. There's like this mix. Um, So I just got like, I got, I got to go into mass more consistently and doing things at the Diddy Center and things like that. Um, But at the same time, I was still struggling with, with all these things. So that summer between junior year and and senior year, um, me and Father Nick went through a book about the creed uh, called the creed in slow motion And he just like walked me through the Catholic faith basically. Hmm. And by the end of the summer, I was like, I, I really, I'm, I'm like all in, I I believe this. I, I want this. Um, but it was very intellectual. And so my senior year, I think is really the moment where it just like hit me hard. Hmm. Um, so every Wednesday night we had adoration at the Catholic campus center and so I would be going to mass and then adoration like every Wednesday night was like my favorite thing because for the first time I like, I had this relationship with God. Uh, I was sitting there like adoring him and I would never know like what to do. Uh, but I um, just kind of started to like pour my, my heart out and all these things that were, were there and that I was struggling with and like 
these doubts that I had and, and feelings. And, um, I like laid it out all before him and said like, Hey, I'm not a good person. I'm not all these things that people think that I am. And for the first time, I think as well, and something maybe I was searching for all along with not having my mom was like this comfort aspect Hmm. in my life. And I just heard him not like out loud say, but just in my heart, tell me like, it's okay. Like, I, I love you. And, um, I felt like comforted and, and knew that he loved me despite, uh, despite knowing, uh, all of me, all my flaws. Um, and that just like, I don't know, kind of broke me. Uh, <laughs> I just remember many times, like by the end of adoration, just like weeping, um, at the end because I was just like so moved by God's love, like every time. And so I finally like had this relationship with, with Christ and I forgot to mention uh, the Ash Wednesday before that um, was also kind of a, a pivotal point, but I I started to, I just decided on Ash Wednesday when I went to the service that day that I was going to pray every morning and every evening. Hmm. And so I got down on my knees uh, on the side of my bed and just would like pray every day, not knowing what I was doing. Um, and so I think the Lord really gave me a lot of grace, uh, going into that next year and going through RCI and those moments in adoration, uh, because I had like decided to, to give this like little bit of time to him. Um, and he gave me so, so much more back. Hmm. So that was kind of my like big conversion moment was, was like junior and senior in college. Like I was just on fire and just wanted like I wanted to like be with the Lord and I wanted to like know everything about the Catholic church and, mm. and how to live life like, like Catholics. It's awesome, man. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what was it like when you came into the church? I mean, was that also just sort of a, a very felt extraordinary experience mm. or was it kind of, uh, what was that like? Yeah. Yeah. That, that feeling definitely lasted all through like senior year. So I started in the fall in RCIA and, um, was learning. Um, and one of the most like moving things to me was always being at mass on Sundays and not receiving the Eucharist. And like everybody was going up to receive the Eucharist. And for some reason that just like, I don't know, like, increased this desire in me to mm-hmm. I, I was just like I, I didn't have a hard time waiting it was just like building up this great desire for mm-hmm. me to receive the Eucharist for the first time mm-hmm. um, and I felt like I just knew his presence there from adoration mm-hmm. and like could not wait to receive the body and blood like I would like shake um, yeah. and and so yeah it was a very like definitely moving like that on east on the easter Mm. vigil when i like got to receive i just like (laughs) will never forget that that moment that's great do you do you recall you mentioned like the impact of sort of the the different people you met students and father nick and Mm -hmm. and everyone at, at the center like do you remember maybe a specific example uh of you you know you saw someone I don't know, consistently praying or you saw them stand up for the truth or you saw them speak about Jesus in a certain way or you saw them 
exhibit a certain kind of like, was there any, I guess, specific person or, or example or series of examples where you were like, wow, that's mm. very attractive or different or, you know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of like snippets that come to mind. Uh, we had a good friend, Haley Von Felt, who was like so persistent in asking us to come do things at the annoyingly so <laughs> at the Newman Center at the at Diddy. And um yeah, me and Elizabeth even like talked about that one time and but how much we like loved that and and I was like, mm. I want to have that freedom to like mm. not care what people think. Like, yeah, mm. I'm just gonna keep inviting you. And I I want you to be here and I'm not going to try to hide that from you. Hmm. Um, So that's something that comes to mind. And then there was um, people at the Diddy Center that I just would not naturally probably be friends with. Hmm. Um, And so I had my friends, but then I was like, there's these other people that are always here and like they're, yeah, they're praying all the time in the chapel. And um, as I got to know them, it was like a very like uh, their humility, I think is what really struck me is that they were just so like meek and humble. Like they weren't known around campus and like, yeah. that's what I yeah. wanted to be. It was like known. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. But they just would stay at the Diddy center all day hmm. and do their homework there. And hmm. their friends were the people there and they would pray. Um, they would ask me like every night, like, do you want to pray night prayer? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Things like that, just their, yeah, their meekness and like um, consistency, how they just mm. had this one place. They weren't trying to be everywhere. Yeah. Like I was trying to be everywhere and everything in college. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then uh, I remember specifically Father Nick teaching us how to pray Lexio Divina. Mm. I think that was like uh, a game changer for me. I, yeah. I was like, this Father Nick guy, he knows something. <laughs> Um, he, he just sat us all down in the chapel and just like we yeah. read through this passage like yeah. over and over and over really mm. slowly and then i was like oh i kind of i get this <laughs> yeah. that's awesome yeah that's great man well and as you were sharing i'm sorry father as yeah. you were sharing the the bit about wanting to i don't really know how to pray you said that a couple times as you were saying different <laughs> stages you know you'd had a real hunger you'd, and you'd wanted, you'd wanted knowledge. That's why you went to other, other denominations. That's what you were looking, mm-hmm. you were looking. I said a seeking soul, I meant it. But when you said the Alexio Divina, you finally had the, the method or the tool in your tool belt so that when you sit down, you're not just, yeah, I, don't, I know how to talk about my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about my stuff to you and you're going to comfort me. But you had this ache of, I want to know you. Yeah. Um, and finally, somebody you, taught me. Yeah, yeah. You find that the key to the key box. You're like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Like, mm. That was very freeing. Yeah. It's mm. mm. awesome, Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> lay it, lay it out for us. Oh. Lay it out, and then after you share, we'll get kind of your history together yeah sure sort of your mutual your mutual story yeah um okay well i'll start with my birth (laughs) too um so i am the youngest i have three older brothers in my family i was born in a really small town so 300 people was the population when i was living there um is it it different now 
I think it's probably less. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was, yeah. I think it it's is. It's like, what, you may sort of sound like when I left, everyone else left. It was like, wasn't yeah. anything left exciting. I didn't think it was there before I was there. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, that's uh, great. That's great. But yeah, um, very, very beautiful, just small town living, you know? I mean, we had um, nine acres and mm. a huge pond um, with a willow tree and... My mom would legitimately lock us outside for hours. <laughs> it's so different now. But she would really like lock us outside and say, just go play, go have imagination. And, and we did. So hmm. I have such wonderful memories of me and my brothers growing up. Um, I think the most beautiful um, and like the biggest blessing of my childhood was my mother and um her love for me um she kind of taught me at a very young age what it meant to love another person Hmm. um and my mom is a nurse as well and uh she works night shift she has worked night shift for 30 years wow yeah so i think she's already a saint wow wow (laughs) yeah um and she tells me stories of when she came home from working a night shift my brothers would be off at school and she would lock her door I'd be in her room and I would just be on her bed while she slept and like coloring her photos and (laughs) she told me to wake her up when JJ the jet plane came on and (laughs) I did like every day and and she says she has memories of waking up and I'm like kissing her face (laughs) um and so yeah I just had this very intense and real love for my mother. Hmm. Um, she was also a volunteer for hospice, so hmm. um, she brought me along with her hmm. when she went to the hospice um, patients' homes, and that's uh, really a sight for a kid, um, hmm. for these people who, to the world, um, I guess, aren't um, productive or useful, but hmm. to my mom, they were beautiful and good, and um, she hmm. never said that, but I saw it as, as a little girl. Um, hmm. I mean, these people who couldn't bathe themselves, hmm. um, smelt like ashtrays, they were hoarders, their homes were filled with stuff hmm. and you had to climb around it, um, to get in. And, um, yeah, so I just had like such a beautiful witness of, of loving another person simply because God hmm. made them. Hmm. Um, and that was enough. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, we, I grew up Catholic, so my family, uh, all went to church. Um, but for me, it was never a daily thing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, a retreat based kind of faith. Mm-hmm. So my mom would make it a priority to send me to all these Catholic things. Mm-hmm. So to Camp Tekawitha, um, to conferences in CYC, to retreats. And all these things. Um, and I, I really did feel God there. I really knew that he was real. I remember um, in fifth grade, I was laying on my bed after a day of Camp Tekawitha. And I was staring at the ceiling. And I, I vividly remember talking to God and saying, Wow, you <laughs> you are real. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're real. Um, and um, it was beautiful. 
in, even as a kid, I understood um, there was a God in that he loved me. Um, but then I would kind of come home, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I would look back and think, you know, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I can't tell people that because that sounds cheesy, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So very like mountaintop kind of faith growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think growing up in my faith and my, I had older brothers, so I was naturally competitive um <laughs> that's an understatement yeah that's a big understatement uh but i was just um i guess really well known in our community my whole family was so um you know we were the church going family that's good at sports and they're nice and they have good grades and all that stuff so um i sort of felt looking back on it now that i I had a lot of like vanity and superficiality in my heart growing up just because I was sort of fed all this Mm. love and attention. Um, But yeah, I I never had a consistent prayer life. Um, Going to church was something that we did. It was an activity and I didn't understand why I couldn't wear shorts. (laughs) I wanted to wear shorts. (laughs) Um, I had the same problem. I remember (laughs) I remember getting so upset at my dad when I was a kid. Yeah. He was like, long pants. I'm like, God doesn't care what I wear. Come as you are. Yeah, and he's like, that's not the issue. Yeah. How much do you want to? Danny, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no, I can relate. I can relate. Definitely. And I, I think part of that was sort of tied into, I didn't think God loved me as I was. I thought God loved me in a dress. Like, I didn't, I didn't know how to, like, be myself around God. I sort of felt like... God was someone I had to impress, um, someone I had to be perfect around and only come to for good things, and he just got mad at me when I did bad things. Um, So I guess, you know, yeah, high school, just being very, I guess, in quotations, popular and and well-liked. The next big thing that sort of just rocked me was um, I became really sick my junior year of high school. Um, I had a couple um, surgeries with the veins in my chest and my bones, and I got a couple ribs taken out. Um, So I spent, like, a ton of time um, in the hospital. And uh, then again, like, here again, my mom came into the picture, just, like, flooding me with love every single morning, telling me, it's going to be a great day, you know, and I'm 16 and my friends are driving and I'm like being bathed by my mother, wow. you know, and, and a successful day was walking up and down the hallway. Um, and wow. I just, yeah, I just remember like not only did I, did I see my mother love people and that taught me, but I was also just the one she was now choosing to love, even though I was the inconvenience, you know, um, And so I think, you know, watching my mother love people, being loved deeply by my mother, I went into college just so ready to, to love other people. Hmm. Um, I was like, Colin said something like I was just on fire, like bursting at the seams, ready to, to meet people, to know people, Hmm. to love them and generally take an interest in them. Hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of just who I was um, in college. This excited, happy, loving. Um, so, yeah. Um, my freshman year, I was, 
just a typical freshman year of college, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just not responsible, <laughs> I guess. And sort of just put the faith on totally a back burner. Like mm. I had grown up in the church and it was sort of who I was. And then I came to college and nobody cared. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then at the end of my freshman year, um, I did not want to go home at all during the summer. Um, probably like any college student. And so Haley Von Felt, the same woman that kept inviting Colin to things, she actually signed me up for Totus Tuus, which was a summer program. Mm -hmm. Um, For you to work it? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she she pushed it so hard. And every time I was like, no, no, no. And uh, anyway, uh, I think Father Jerry Voltz um, got my name and reached out to me and said, hey, the position's yours. <laughs> can you explain? Can you explain what this entails? Or maybe you yeah, want to explain what this entails? But totus tuus. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of people don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. totus tuus. Yeah. Well, and and what is that? Greek, Latin, totus. Totally tuus. yours. Totally yours. Totally yours Mary. Yeah. I mean, come on, folks. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totus tuus is intense. I had yeah. no idea what I was getting myself into you were at all. To go. I bawled the day before awesome. um, <laughs> out of sheer fear. Um, and the first day I got there, I was physically sick. You can even ask Colin. I called him and was like on the ground in the fetal position <laughs> just because they had told me like everything that we were going to do that summer. Um, you know, like these are the three people that you're going to be with all summer. And you're going to pray morning prayer, evening prayer, night prayer. You're going to go to daily mass and you're going to not have the um, authority to say where you live. And you're going to move every week. And you're not going to cook your own meals. It's going to be cooked for you. And you have to teach, you have to teach uh, kindergartners through eighth grade and high school um, almost every hour of the day. <laughs> 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 and we had a week of training and it was like, there you go. Here's the summer. And so I had never met these people before at all. Um, and anyway, Haley Von Felt. Well, she's actually Haley Cunningham now. Haley Cunningham. Sorry. We love you. Scratch we that. Her on the, yeah, uh, on the no, podcast. get her on here. <laughs> <laughs> She's an amazing woman. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think marriage was truly like my re, my complete reversion to to who Jesus was to me, like intimately. But totus tuus was definitely like the first step where I huh. where I really felt that I en- encountered the person of Jesus, and he he knew me. He didn't want me to put on a show. Um, and I think that really was just the order of my life within the context of Totus Tuus that I had never had before. Um, and uh, I really fell in love with um, the Psalms and the Liturgy of the Hours. Um, I remember thinking, wow, I'm reading what has been in my heart for so long, you know. Wow. Um, you know, um, in the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. And I remember waking up and, re- and entering into morning prayer and thinking, yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, so I don't know, just feeling really captivated by by a lot of the things that um, Totus Tuus presented to me and and um, the relationship that I that I began. 
um, truly. And then I came back to Emporia State and met with Father Nick and was like, how do I live now? You know, like I feel changed. Yeah. All of my friends, I, I honestly kind of need to make new friends. Mm. And uh, what are they going to think? Um, mm. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of my initial first switch. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. First of all, beautiful story, especially... Thanks example your mom mm-hmm. sounds just like yeah incredible yeah i mean i saw a young dad a couple of years ago take his three-year-old daughter to bring like they had like a little bundle of roses mm-hmm. and they were bringing them to like uh old folks in a nursing home and he was teaching his like three-year-old daughter wow. what it meant to you know like care for people who yep. mm-hmm. or like it just sort of this this deep like respect for human life and, yeah and um that, that's what I thought of as you were kind of sharing that about your mom, yeah, which is awesome. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing I thought of was like, it's a fascinating thing. You, you don't often hear someone who maybe experienced personal conversion by being forced onto mission mm. when they weren't ready. Yeah. You know, like, but, yeah. but that made me too kind of think of the gospel where I bet some of the 72 that Jesus sent out to like heal mm-hmm. people and cast out demons and stuff, whatever, Mark. Mark 10 or hmm. whatever chapter it is. And they, I bet many of them were like, <laughs> sort of like your reaction, you know, yeah. of, um, I'm not ready for like, what do you want me to do? I'm not ready for this. And then yeah. they, they come back and they're like, you won't believe what happened. Like, this was wild. Like, yeah. you know, so I don't. Definitely. That's kind of, I don't know if you relate to that at all. But. Yeah, no, definitely. I felt like God held me in place. <laughs> um, uh, like, so that I was still long enough to, look at him i see um hmm. i felt like like a broken arm like in a cast like i i was like held in place in order to to heal in a lot of different ways um but yeah i it was like god it's god made that decision for me which is yeah god is so good mm-hmm. you know like my own little conversion was just yeah. his doing anyway <laughs> yeah it turned into this like everyday thing not not the mountaintop yeah. or the retreats hmm. yeah definitely yeah what did you when you did come back and meet with father nick about how do i live now i mean what what changes did you make what were the ne- yeah. what was the next year like and- yeah um i began a small group with our track team um through diddy through our diddy campus center mm-hmm. um i it's so interesting it's just something in me just didn't desire that at all anymore like i never really truly never went out anymore Hmm. um i never wore the things that i wore Hmm. i just didn't desire that Hmm. anymore Hmm. um it was like almost i had like a a deeper just profound respect for my myself Hmm. um and and more just like a knowledge of my own beauty and like uh belovedness that i wouldn't want to i don't desire to do that anymore Hmm. um i definitely sort of just kind of um had to detach myself from certain people um and i think that that hurt people and um in some ways i tried to i remember i brought two of my friends who had sort of just been like my going out friends Mm. i brought two of them to my house and i had told them all these things Mm. and they were in tears and i was in tears and like they just they just they believed me you know, huh. but they weren't there. And so 
um, they weren't there like spiritually and emotionally, I guess. Um, and I guess they didn't encounter Jesus enough to change. Hmm. And so they kind of knew where my heart was. Hmm. And I knew that, um, I guess I knew that they, they, they desire those same yeah. things. Yeah. And so it, it, it was sort of like we were breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But um, wow. It, there was never hard feelings. It was just sort of like, huh. this is my heart, and mm. I want to share that with you. And if I can't, like, I think it's probably not good if we always just hang out and it's not fruitful and you want to do things I don't want to do. So, mm. yeah, sort of just really flipping my own people's perception of me, I guess, on its head. Hmm. Hmm. So you had done track your freshman year and continued to do that too? Yeah. You said a track Bible study? Mm-hmm. So that was one one constant yeah. throughout the... Hmm. How did that change hmm. with your teammates? Because sport culture yeah. was tough. Yeah, definitely. So it did help because I lived with two women who were also on the track team who were also Catholic. Hmm. Um, and these two women, I mean, one of them was... They were both my wedding. One of them was my maid of honor. Um, just two absolutely beautiful women um, of the faith. One of them, whom she had a daily prayer life in college, and I literally told people she was discerning. <laughs> because I had thought that daily prayer meant discerning the religious life. <laughs> Only people who exactly. don't want to get married pray every day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, truly, that was my perception of like daily prayer, not thinking it was really attainable for me. Um, but... Both of those women, um, it helped because three of us lived there. Three of us were there every single week. We, we'd prayed with it before. Um, we didn't necessarily lead it together, but they were just sort of that, you know, kind of um, presence. And there's a power in numbers. And, um, yeah, I just really got really blessed with amazing roommates. Um and my some sometimes people didn't show up. It would be like us three, <laughs> yeah. and we'd still have it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it was good. It wasn't Catholic. It wasn't like a Catholic Bible study. I mean, it was because we were Catholic, but we didn't say, you know, this is a Catholic Bible study. Yeah. This is just a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it was pretty consistent. We had a lot of people come almost every week. Wow. So yeah. Um, and it, I mean, Bible studies in college is kind of hard. It's like pulling teeth sometimes. You got to give people a lot of food <laughs> to get there. Yeah, Particularly, there's athletes. a lot of silence. Yeah. Does that change after college? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's awesome. What did you run in track? I ran the 400 and the 600 and the 4x4. Four four. So that sounds painful. The kind of races that you would be crawling afterwards. Uh, yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> what was your best 400 time? I ran a 55. Wow. 55.9. So that's bangers. still a 55 in my book. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's quick. Yeah. Dang. Couldn't do it now. You never know. These are great stories. Um, so now I don't know who wants to take the lead. Maybe Colin, you haven't. So you guys can just sort of tag team. I'd love to hear how you met, sort of 
how your relationship has led you both closer to mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. both before marriage, especially and especially after marriage now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like the that first my first story of my initial conversion is just like just the very like beginning because everything after that has been like such an amazing journey. Um, it seemed like a whole lifetime, you know, in itself, which is only four or five years. Um, yeah. So we've known, well, we started dating like just over five years ago now, Mm -hmm. like just a few days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so fre- her freshman year, my junior year, um, I was an RA at the dorms, and um, <laughs> I wasn't an it was RA. A cute on, RA. <laughs> I wasn't an RA on her floor, but uh, I would just run into her all the time because we'd be like going through the same lobby, eating at the cafeteria. We both played sports, so we would see each other at like the big athletic meetings or things like that. It's a small campus, so like you knew people pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a really f- fun part of the story is that before I had met you maybe a few times, like just said hi to her. Um, but I, I followed her on Twitter, of course. And <laughs> naturally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she, um, <laughs> she posted a blog post on her, on her Twitter. And so I, read that one and then I saw she had like three or four others and so I read those all like in the same night and I was like this woman is amazing (laughs) like (laughs) she yeah and and this was her freshman year before Totus to us and she was like yeah just such a loving person and and you could see that that faith in her like wanting to like come out and like find its place uh, in these stories that she would tell about other people. And so then fast forward a few months, I run into her at the library and she's sitting in a booth by herself and I'm walking around the library like three times thinking about <laughs> sitting awesome. next to her awesome. and studying. And so finally I like got up the courage and asked her if I could study. And um, yeah, she was like, of course. And then she proceeded to be like, hey, I wrote this blog um, post. Would you read it? And you're like, so, yes, I've read four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so not, as to not be creepy, I, I of course, said, yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't know you had a blog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that that was kind of the start of everything. We, we had many more study nights in the library, like laughing and uh we'd go on breakfast dates before we were even dating um and yeah uh i think we both knew we were like seeking and Mm. and so that was like a very easy start to this relationship because Mm. we had seen each other at the diddy center and we could like be like hey do you want to go to mass this weekend um and I don't, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a blur to me in some ways because we were just both, I think, really on fire, um, especially going into that summer after Totus Tuus. Um, we had to like work through some hard things and then we like came out uh, together on the other side of that. And it was just like even better than the beginning of our relationship now. And it just kept like... Um, yeah, like growing deeper and deeper. I'm trying to think of like specifics. Um, 
but yeah, I, I wanted her to be my sponsor senior year and then Father Nick was like, no. <laughs> um, Hilarious. But as you should. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, and then we did the Marian <laughs> consecration together, um, which was so beautiful to me. I just, you know, I never knew Mary. And so that was like my first real like time of, um, I don't know, praying to, to Mary and, and getting to know her, um, which was really beautiful. Um, I don't know what else happened during college. It was just like a blast. You know, I think the Lord was just really giving us like a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. We were just riding this like wave yeah, um, yeah. of grace and like just fell in love, honestly, just yeah. like instantly. It was just, there, there was no like work at first. It was just we were able to like share with each other so easily and, um, and also have the spiritual connection and like the same faith now. And so, yeah. Do you want to continue the story? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, I guess like from my point of view, when I met Colin, um, and started to like him, I thought, um, and I guess like sensing that he liked me sort of thinking like, I can't like Colin because I can be myself around Colin Hmm. and like truly just not knowing that, um, I guess, you know, we all have our idea about like a husband and a wife, but it was sort of that same relationship with God that I had of like, I think he'll only like me if I'm like prim and proper. Hmm. And, um, he couldn't, I can't really be myself around him and him still love me. And, um, I had to chase her for a long time. Yeah, it kind of took <laughs> a while. she just wanted to be friends. <laughs> it took a while because I was like, no, I don't, this guy is such a good, wonderful man and and I can be myself around him, therefore we're friends. <laughs> hmm. um, and I think that there's some like brokenness in my own like parents relationship that I sort of just attached onto what my idea hmm. was of two people who were in love and what that looked like. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, Colin like had to, I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> you had to work a little bit uh, for to just kind of convince me like, oh, yeah, like this is really beautiful and good. And <laughs> I remember one time you said um, like our relationship, like it's it's giving me a taste of what heaven is. And you said that like in the, within six months of meeting me. Um, <laughs> and a good line. <laughs> Thank you. Take prep, note, people. I was yeah, going to be yeah. prep city on a hill, women, yeah, for the men to use line. that same line. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Like Colin said, it almost seems like a blur just because mm. we were just so in love. And um, it kind of, I don't know, it was so natural. And um, we we hung out with, like, all the same people. It wasn't work. Um, we had a very profound love for Father Nick um and he you know he married us and we just we just clicked and um i don't know it wasn't it wasn't really ever work that's that's when things changed <laughs> when it did become work yeah. um i'm so after i graduated uh she was going into her junior year um and i left and went to rhode island and um that's when things yeah did become like work hmm. because I was 22 hours away wow. and um so we like rode that wave and then it it didn't crash but like 
I mean, it's just really hard when you're so far away from each other. Mm. And so we really had to make this commitment. And Elizabeth, it was incredible. Like I kind of decided that I wanted to go to Rhode Island and was probably being a little selfish and was like, this is what I really, I want to do. And she was just after, after like a day of processing, she was like, I want you to do that. And I want to like continue to date you. Mm. And it was so beautiful to me. I was like shocked that she was just like so committed. And so I kind of turned on that responsibility. I think for me that whole year of like, I'm committed to like making this work uh, as long as that's, that's what the Lord wants. Like I'm, I'm just going to like fight for this the whole year unless there's something saying like, this is, this isn't supposed to be like, we're going to try to make it through this year, you know? Mm. And so I think that was, there was like a way more depth there finally because we both had to like really work at it. And we had to like um, kind of butt heads in some ways and like figure out how to communicate and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, understand like what the other person was, was going through. It's and a great it, practice for marriage really. <laughs> it, it's a great practice for marriage. Cause all you have is communication and distance, it's all just communication. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Like just, like there's no fun adventures time. Uh, except the the four times we saw each other that year you know yeah um so yeah that was like a very beautiful year and there was so much depth there and like i really grew in my faith and i and elizabeth did too um because i think we had to like root ourselves in that mm. um otherwise we were we didn't have each other to kind of ground each other and so we had to ground each other in the most solid thing there there is um and keep our eyes kind of set on that um yeah and we through god's grace we made it through that year and came back um i came back for for med school and yeah uh we had to get used to that again as well (laughs) and like being only an hour and a half away but still being an hour and a half away from each other and not seeing each other every day we thought everything was going to be great coming back and then it it you know it was but it wasn't it wasn't what we expected mm-hmm. and um again a lot of like hard things we had to go through mm-hmm. uh, that were just like continually prepping us to like love sacrificially yeah i think we've had like a, a lot of practice in that and and now with marriage even more it's just like i don't know i i feel like the lord has really made that like so apparent to me just the yeah. how i like need to like lay down my life for you and how you just constantly like make your life like about me. Um, it's yeah, really humbling to have somebody do that for you and then feel that responsibility to do it back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. We got engaged the day I graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin's so smart because I was already having a graduation party. So he's like, well, all your family friends are in nice. one spot. So we'll play. <laughs> so we don't have to plan it. Two birds and one stone, yeah, man. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after graduation, shortly after, um, we both, uh, went on the Camino together, um, with a group of nine, Father Nick included, my roommate included. Um, and I don't know, it was just such a sweet time because we were engaged and now we were like in this foreign country on this ancient trail. And, um, I don't know, like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like romantic at all, 
but it was just so well yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh but it was just such a sweet like experience with the man that I'm gonna marry but I'm not married to him quite yet but I just I don't know to share in that um, I think to love at a distance like to quote mm -hmm. father Nick from his uh homily at our wedding like it was to love at like a distance that we weren't going to just be attached to each other this whole time. Cause there was nine people there. Yeah. Um, so we got to like really see the other person and get to love them for who they were and how they interacted mm. with other people. Yeah. And mm. um, I think there's something really necessary about taking that step back and not being like engulfed in this person, yeah. but to see them as a mm. whole yeah. and how they treat other people as well and how they interact with others. And to fall in love with that part of you too. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So then you you got engaged right after you graduated Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You went on the Camino that summer. And then you got married, if I remember right, the following February. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yep. yep. And that was 2019? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So you, you're you about a year and a half in yeah. at this point. And <laughs> yeah, what, what would you say with, with marriage? So I always like to, not everyone always conceives of marriage as like nest you know even committed catholics can sometimes get lost a little bit in marriage as kind of like an end in itself mm. as opposed to like a a path to yeah to holiness right yeah. like our ultimate goal of union with god and so what would you say over the last <clears throat> year and a half has been like have you seen god use your marriage mm. work through the sacrament mm. to like lead you both to greater holiness um, have there been, mo- I'm sure there've been moments of intense joy, yeah. perhaps difficulties and, and, yeah. and, and w- yeah, I don't know. Walk us through yeah. kind of the last year and a half. Yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. Um, gosh, by, well, the, way, our, by the way, for our listeners, our podcast is going a, a pretty solid length and, uh, Dane's computer is, uh, overheating. It's a bit angry. It's about to blow up. So be, yeah, I think it's <laughs> oh, about no. to blow up. So if you hear a super intense fan. Sorry. It's computer. <laughs> Anyhow, continue. Close. This is all purposeful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. Um, I I guess I, I had no idea what a vocation was until I entered into one. <laughs> um, and I mean that in the way that it was so obvious to me from the very beginning that we were not each other's end, you know? Um, and you know, all those things that I had believed for so long that God only loves me if I'm wearing a dress, if I have all my stuff together. Um, I had this man who, um, saw me, who saw me, um, in every hour of the day and who knew me and who loved me. And so in a way, um, it was so easy for me to, uh, I guess I'd never experienced that kind of love before. Um, and to translate that into my own relationship, um, with Jesus and especially Colin just really like shattered the idea that I can't have a daily prayer life. (laughs) Um, because I remember there was one evening and Colin was on the couch and you were praying and I was just sort of rummaging through our house and I sort of looked at him praying on the couch and I thought, why can't I do that? <laughs> you know, like, 
um, seeing him do it every day, it made a daily prayer life not scary, not unattainable, um, not only for religious, but but as something that I could do. Yeah. Um, and I like I was really challenged by that, you know, and sort of had this like tension of why have I believed for so long and I've heard for so long that I should have a daily prayer life, but I sort of made myself the exception to that. Mm. And so when your spouse consistently reminds you that mm. I'm not the exception and neither are you, <laughs> and not <laughs> wow. in his words, but in, in his actions, actions. Um, sort of just like w- called me a lot higher mm. to um, prayer and making it a priority in my day. Mm. Um, and so I actually, a couple months after we got married, began praying daily for the first time in my life. Wow. And um, I don't know, especially this last year, just really encountering the person of Jesus, like very intimately mm. um, and spending time with him and acknowledging, mm. okay, if I'm entering into prayer, like where am I at right now? And I'm going to bring that to you. Um, I don't have to put on a show for you. Um, this is how I'm feeling. And I, I, I know you don't um, want me to get over it, you know, or <laughs> want me to be tougher. But you, you see me and you know me. And um, I think that the physical example of that is Colin um, in my life. And it's so easy to translate that to my relationship with, with God. And so... Um, for me, like marriage has been, I mean, of course I love Colin, but the biggest like blessing that I've received in marriage is just an intimacy in prayer. Hmm. Um, like truly, um, sort of just opening this door to this whole, this whole like walk with Christ daily, um, an authentic walk, you know, I can just come to him and, um, I don't know. I I think that's poured over into like everything too, because outside of your prayer time, you're like also uh, just building a beautiful life outside of that as well. And like reading really wonderful spiritual books and learning how to play the piano and getting together with friends and being like very intentional with friends and the time that you spend, um, the way you look at your work, uh, it's just like poured over into to everything. And so I can see that. that it's like what you're saying has like really not just. Yeah. There's obviously this relationship with Jesus, but he's also like working through that and just like pouring out yeah. himself in all these other areas. Yeah. There's like a richness in in the ordinary. Mm-hmm. I wish I could, this is amazing. I wish I could like bottle up this sort of like what you both just said <laughs> and sort of like put it into a, maybe like a podcast or something <laughs> and send it to like everyone who's just entered into marriage to remind them yeah. that like this is what this is what it's for, yeah. you know, to like deepen your intimacy with Jesus. And if the marriage isn't helping you to do that, yeah, then it's kind of failing in its mission. And that's awesome. Yeah, That's really great. Yeah, That's really good. Um, Colin, you have any additional perspective or maybe dif- those are all great things for your marriage, maybe some, <laughs> some difficult things in the last year and a half or has it been smooth sailing or 
<laughs> totally. Totally smooth sailing. Yeah, yeah actually, it has. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Riding like, another wave. It's funny you mentioned that. Like, one thing, I was actually talking to you guys both about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I think there's like, you know, people talk about, oh, when you get, you know, well meaning people will talk about, oh, you get married and um, get ready for the cross. You know, like, it's a cross. <laughs> it's difficult. It's going to be suffering. And like, that's important to like tell people. But I've also found, not with very many couples, but with some, that if they stay rooted in kind of like a radical humility, especially, and an intimacy with the Lord and each other, they can preserve like the sort of, I wouldn't call it infatuation because it's much deeper than that, but a sort of like childlike pleasure in each other mm-hmm. and joy yeah. with each other years into a marriage. Yeah. Like I, the, those kind of marriages I think are few and far between that I've come across, but I've I've encountered them a few times. I remember a friend of mine in seminary who's godfather to like all four of uh, a best friend of his is, is children. Um, it's just like, yeah, you can Classic. just be godfather to like all of them. <laughs> so oh my goodness. He's godfather like all four of his first kids and maybe they've had more since then and he's wow. like godfather to seven kids or something. But, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but he was telling me, like he was asking them like five years into their marriage, he was like, have you guys like, are you still as in love with each other, you know, in the, in the secular sense of the word, like yeah. as you were, <laughs> um when you got married and they it's were it's a like, dangerous question father yeah, yeah but, it's good but, but it's, it could be dangerous but they said yeah like yeah yeah we're still riding the wave you know as, yeah. as you guys have said and like and um uh, again i would say our faith isn't based on on feelings or emotions yeah. but mm-hmm. but i i think there's a balance to be struck when we tell people about like what is god's vision for marriage yeah in that, yes, it entails the cross, but like, if you stay humble and, and rooted in Him and, and intimate with Him, like, don't be surprised if if you sort of have this young love yeah. for years, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah. I don't know, kind of the way you guys describe that made me made yeah. me think of that a little bit, you know. I've heard someone yeah. describe it a recently married uh, man and wife, and he said. They've been married over a year too, a couple of months before y'all. And he said, being married has been the most healing thing for mm. my entire life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm. I don't know, it was something mm. when he said that, it, he was saying it to a group of people and it was almost like a, a chain kind of broke, mm. it broke in me. And I thought, I've never heard it described like that before. Mm. And it's not that I... It's not that I was aware of something that needed to change in my perspective, but... Mm-hmm that that spurned me on to uh, almost like pining after that mm-hmm. like yeah mm. and not just so i could be filled up and it wasn't it wasn't quite so selfish it was man i'll pursue that for everything i have yeah and and when you ask that question initially to Colin and elizabeth uh it's not just a destination it's a journey yeah. that that can be um a little overwhelming for somebody to hear that, you know, it's like, man, I just planned for this one day so I can spend the rest of my life with this guy. And I'm really trying to do my best, but this is as much grace as I have for the Mm. next couple days here. Well, one day that's, you have enough grace for one day, you know, but it's, 
Yeah. It's like, holy smokes, how am I going to plan that for the rest? You don't have to. Yeah. And that, that's where the intimacy of Jesus is, you know, and that, and that humility to admit your faults with him and keep yeah. it simple. Um, yeah. If two people do that together, as you said, there's, what did you say exactly? There's uh, the Lord's present in numbers. Their strength in numbers, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, it makes sense if you've got yeah. your your best your best friend with yeah. you. Um, mm. Yeah, Colin, go ahead. Yeah. No, I love what you guys are saying about you keep using the word humility, and I think that really is like the key. Um, yeah. Because in talking about the cross of marriage, like people think there's going to be like the other person's going to be their cross to bear, but that is like huh. so mm. far from the truth yeah. if you're yeah. looking at it. The other person's going to be on the other side of the cross, like walking with you. Yeah. And like, if you're humble, you'll see that like, it's your, your own sin that really is like bringing this cross into your marriage maybe, or, um, and like, it's something that, that you need to do and you need to ask the Lord for grace and you need to ask your spouse for help with. And, um, or maybe there's an outside cross, but you guys are both bearing it together. Yeah. It's never like you're. Yeah. You're bearing the other person. No. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In some ways, of course, like you're going to have, uh, you're going to find fault and like, but, but again, that comes back to that humility. If you have enough humility, you can be like, okay, like I, yeah, I accept that. And like, that's not a cross to me. I, yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's all just a gift. Like, you know, the graces we received when we were married, like we didn't just receive them that day. We received them like every day of mm-hmm. our marriage. Um, and there's, I just feel like I could talk about this forever because it, <laughs> it's so true and it's yeah. so real. And like Colin is such a physical representation of who Jesus is for me. Like when I, when we like hug, I remember like one time when we hugged, I, I sort of asked Jesus to imprint the feel of like an embrace hmm. onto my heart so that I can take that into prayer and hmm. sort of feel that embrace with him. Hmm. Um, and it's just so, it's so beautiful how everything in our life is just a reflection of, of God and how Colin's there all the time. Mm. Just a physical reminder that I'm never alone. Like right. I'm never alone, you know. Um, and he's just such a reflection of of the truth. I think it's so funny. I I hope this is just like a man and woman thing, but that you you see yourself as being like loved by God through me. And hopefully this isn't like a terrible thing about how I look at it, but that I, <laughs> I feel the more like I want to love Elizabeth like God loves uh, her. And so it's funny that we look at it from those two different perspectives, mm-hmm. but I think there's something really like the compliment. Yeah. There's something like really complimentary about that yeah. um, because I just feel like called to like love like that. But at the same time, I feel loved. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> like by you like god loves me you know yeah. you're like a representation of that for me as well but i think it's funny how we, we like kind of yeah. come at that from different sides sometimes yeah mm. i think yeah kind of what you said elizabeth about the sort of um petition to the lord when colin embraced you to like take that to prayer and realize that sort of he does the same thing it's kind of, that's probably like the most concrete example maybe i've ever heard of mm. you know every sacrament is a sign of something that makes that thing present. Obviously marriage is in part a sign of the the marriage of Jesus and his church. That's probably like, I don't know, the most concrete example of someone in marriage sort of asking that that reality sort of, you know, becomes present 
like that. What, what the marriage is, is, the sacrament is a sign of, comes down like, boom, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord, make this like, the, the what what our marriage is a sign of, make it like, come, you know, concrete, c- come concretely into my life yeah. and into our life. That's really, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And th- what you said too, Colin, of just like, uh, yeah, begging for that, like, let me love her as you, as you love her. That's part, that's exactly what, you know, the, 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 the mirror is of Christ loving mm. his church, you know, like it's, yeah. it's awesome. Mm. That's great. There was, there was one other thing that, um, and I feel like you've helped me with my prayer life, but also just to, uh, add another part to that is that I feel like we've really like extended ourselves more too, because we've been married. So, um, I think it's sometimes easy for married couples to like fall Mm. in on each other and just want to like enjoy that time with each other so Mm. much. But, um, and I think we really sometimes have that desire to just like stay home and just enjoy this time together, but, uh, making it a point and making like having those conversations and being like, we really want to, um, use our gifts and, and, um, be involved, uh, in whatever ways we are being called to. And especially um, because we don't have children yet, like to, mm. to use that extra time and energy to, to give to others. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really just done that for us. And I've, yeah. I've never done it in such a, uh, I feel like authentic way mm. or like intentional way. I've yeah. always like wanted to be involved in things, but I think it was kind of selfish, but now it was like yeah. this, we had to talk about it and make this decision. And so it feels way more intentional. And um, I've been pushed to like live life on mission every day um, Mm. from, from being married to Elizabeth. Um, Yeah. And, and she like helps me to, to do that and like builds me up and, and wants me to do that um, and, and wants to do that as well, like Mm. herself. And so it's such like a great team, yeah. team sport of like going out and being Absolutely. like, how are we also living on mission yeah. outside of just yeah. each other? Yeah, and I think it's also like I see that it brings Colin's faith and spiritual life so much joy and fruit mm. whenever we say yes to things mm. and we commit ourselves to people and to mm. events. And so it's it's not so much of like, I just want you to look at me all the time and I want mm. us to stay home together and have this love. But, but we see like each other just flourishing, like really like meeting all of these like amazing, amazing people and being really inspired by them. And so there's something, yeah, you too, for sure. Um, and there's something that's like, I'm going to love you maybe even if I don't want to go but we're going to go. <laughs> She's loved me a lot in that, in that way. Cause I'm honestly, I'm more, um, I could stay home all day, yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, we go, like we say yes. And hmm. it's, it's not just free willy. It's like very intentional. Yeah. But I think it's important too, to have, hmm. to have your life's companion to use JP two's words, um, from some of his poems when he says that, like, Will you be my life's companion to bring your life's companion with you to the area that you desire? And if you, if you, Elizabeth, you have the choice in those moments to sulk, mm-hmm. 
and to be upset that you're not able to do the thing that you want. And at which point you're turning inwardly and you're not able to have eyes to see Colin do the thing that he loves and come alive. But you choose to see outwardly and to see the way that you're coming alive. And then there, therein lies the, to quote, to quote a friend, the secret sauce, right? Because (laughs) you have the ability to, to quite literally in courage and, uh, to keep him keep him going on the thing and if you have eyes for the thing that gives you life and if you get discouraged and if your life's companion doesn't give you that Colin there goes your there goes your ammo like mm-hmm. you're not able to run as as much so as you're saying that you're running together um there's a there's a real purpose um and a unique way that you can speak life into each other that if going together um only only in going together can you can you give that? Yeah. And you articulated it really well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like a, another married couple that I admire very much is very selective about things they do outside the home. Mm. And if they commit to something outside the home, it's almost always because it's something they can do together. Um, r- rarely do they commit to, because to, they're always being requested to like, hey, can you help with this and do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And rarely will they say yes if they can't do it in some fashion together. Mm-hmm. They'll say yes to certain things, but but it's a priority for them to be on mission together as much as as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. So that's a real it's a real great thing. Where do you think this I know we've gone a long time. But this is <laughs> Sorry, so people. this is so good. Hang um, with us. Yeah, la- maybe a last question like where where do you think the Lord is um leading you in the next year, two years, three years? Like what what do you sort of and you're still in med school, Colin, so like what's uh what's in the cards like maybe just sort of practically um but then also on a spiritual level like what do you think the lord is is asking of you um Mm. in prayer on mission Mm. yeah i have to think for a second yeah i guess just to start with the practicals um it's crazy to me but i just finished my third year of medical school and i'm a year away from graduating and then July 2021 will be most likely moving. There's maybe some chance that we'd stay here in Kansas city, but, mm-hmm. um, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Said crossed. everyone in Kansas city. Yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. That's yeah. a lot of fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four million. <laughs> and, um, just kind of getting ourselves like prepared for that. But I think seeing that as like a real opportunity, um, mm. to go out on mission together and like, uh, there's yeah. kind of an excitement there of like yeah. going somewhere, uh, just you and me and maybe not knowing really anybody there, but, but doing that together, um, and kind of pushing ourselves a little bit to maybe, to soak in like the goodness that we have here right now, all the gifts we've been given, like Mm. through the church, through city on a hill uh, and like take that with us. And I just have this big desire to, to take that wherever we're going. Um, and want to like share that. I mean, that is good news. That is the gospel. (laughs) And, um, Mm. so yeah, I, that's kind of like my desire and, um, trying to like put that into action here and, and opening myself up to like, uh, to, uh, to other people. And mm-hmm. I think I had this desire to go to this very specific residency program that was like really Christian, but, um, realizing that 
you know, I could go anywhere and the Lord's going to like provide and, and, um, that I could maybe even reach more people if I, if I go to, um, more of like a secular residency program. Yeah. Um, and then also we're just praying for children and, um, hoping for that. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like realizing that we have that extra time and energy to like give to others mm-hmm. and always just looking for the opportunities to use that. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else is in the cards for us? <laughs> yeah. Um, like what comes to mind for me is like, I'm not afraid. Um, and I think if you told me that, you know, where you live is not going to be your decision for the next three to five years, that would kind of scare me. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I've loved good counsel. I've loved Kansas City. And just being truly feeling like I've been fed so much spiritual fruit and have just gotten, like, fat off of it, you know? And I guess there's sort of a maturity in me that I'm starting to notice of, um, first of all, wherever I go, like the Lord is with me. And second of all, Colin will be with me. And so I like, I'm not afraid to go anywhere. Um, and sort of like this attachment that I've always had to people, like I'm so attached to people. It's sort of kind of like lessened. Um, and there's sort of a bigger, uh, there's a bigger joy and freedom in that friendship when I don't need you. And I don't, I mean, I love good counsel, but like we don't like need this parish at all cost to live out what we believe is true. Um, And I just have this idea that we're going to end up in this little podunk little town and it's not going to be very alive. I I just have this idea in my head (laughs) and um, that doesn't scare me, which is really a grace because... It always has. And I grew up in a small town, so I know the reality of it. And I know the the poverty, the spiritual poverty in a lot of those towns. Um, And you know the demographic. You know most people aren't going to be a young couple moving there. You know, you're inserting yourself into 30, 30, 60 years. Yeah. This is the way we do stuff. Yeah. Very, very different. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess excitement and joy. Reading a lot more books out loud to each other. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's the current one? We're still on Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Rings. <laughs> Finishing it up. Yes. We're so close. Yes. We're wow. on the third book finally. Awesome. Amazing. Highly recommend to all married couples reading out loud <laughs> to each other. This yes. is what we should do a podcast of is Colin speaking in elfish tongue. Yes. Oh. Because it's hilarious. <laughs> Elizabeth says it's a little too flamboyant. It's 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 very flamboyant. It's very distracting. It's very distracting. That's awesome. I don't think Legolas sounds like that. That's hilarious. That's great. You know, there's, there's a few things that get me more excited than just like I don't know the idea of people I know and am friends with and care about in a particular community and like sort of being sent. Yeah. Mm on a mission somewhere it's like it's it's sad to see them go like when you guys leave you know it'll be sad for a lot of people but there's sort of an overriding joy of like man like it's so good to know that i have friends like out there in the world somewhere who are trying to like witness to the lord i I remember last year in seminary where they 
was sort of this kind of dramatic. I would have thought of it years ago as cheesy, except <laughs> for the fact that when I experienced it, it was very moving. That like, <laughs> you know, like w- most of our class in seminary, like 70 of us or whatever, were like a, a month from being ordained priests. And it's sort of this final banquet, you know, and and uh, they sort of called every guy by name and said, you know, it's like Andrew Mattingly, like sent forth to preach the gospel mm. in the diocese of of wow. Kansas City St. Joseph, you know, and like wow. all my classmates and I I think I was crying by the end of it. I was just <laughs> like, yes, like all of these men yeah. like said to just yeah. you know, bring Jesus everywhere and mm. I don't know, that's as you guys are describing kind of this idea of being sent, you know, somewhere and that that's kind of what crossed my mind like Yeah. It'll be sad to see you guys go, but um there will be more more of a joy to know that, like, yeah. I know those people. Like, when you guys become famous one day, you know. Like. Gosh. <laughs> well, not only, like, I know those people, yeah. but you formed us. You know, like, mm. you were our father and our shepherd. And mm-hmm. we have, we yeah. both have, not solely because of you, but a main, a major part because mm-hmm. of you and your example and your priesthood have, like, really dove into City on a Hill and our prayer life. And we talk about you all the time. <laughs> and you're probably going to be the godfather to all of our children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all seven of them. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just knowing, like, yeah. the joy and my yeah. children are going forth, yeah. you know. Of course. Um, and I've yeah. poured myself, my life into them, mm-hmm. and now they're doing the same. Yeah. And City on the Hill, too, that's, I had this, like, second conversion of, like, mission mm-hmm. uh, from going on the retreat my first year of med school, the launch retreat. It mm-hmm. was, like blew my mind i was like there's this isn't just for me like this is to like share Mm -hmm. and i've been really convicted of that like ever since and so it's really exciting to maybe yeah do it in like even a bigger scale in some ways Mm -hmm. yeah and how exciting it will be in heaven to like Mm -hmm. come back you know and be like yeah even if god forbid we we never talk again but you know like we see each other in heaven again and yeah it's like yeah that's that's what we wanted each other to do Yeah. yeah life is over in a flash so <laughs> yeah God willing, it's only but an hour says Teresa of Avila. your okay. life is only but an hour okay well we covered 30 minutes <laughs> barely you know yeah, yeah. just yeah. of each of your lives and yeah yeah this has been it's great such a blink thank you yeah thank you guys so much for coming on and, and being with us yeah thank you guys we're really honored yeah. and humbled by yeah, that. yeah yeah um I don't know. What, 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 when do you guys want to close us in a prayer? Yeah, I would love to. Great. Let's do it. <laughs> in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Come, Holy Spirit. Mm. Jesus, we thank you for uh, this great conversation tonight. These wonderful people sitting around this table. Mm. Uh, for all those listening, too. Um, yeah. And we just pray that your blessing can be poured out to all of them, that um, all of our hearts can be uh, ignited on fire um, and that we can yeah, have this desire to just run and, and, and spread that fire um, to the ends of the, the earth. Um, thank you for this, this community that we've been, been formed by mm. and uh, for the opportunity to, to share our stories and the good news in our lives. Um, we're just very honored and blessed and uh, we just pray that 
that you're made known through our, our stories and that we were sharing your words, Lord. Um, so we thank you for this night and just um, pray for your blessing and for Mary's, um, Mary's uh, intercession. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. That concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Consider subscribing to our channel so that you never miss a future episode. And check out our website, kansascityonahill.org, to see more about our organization or to see our calendar of upcoming events. And if City on a Hill has been a gift to you, consider partnering in our mission as a monthly donor. See you next week!